Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites. Okay. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future every Friday at 4.30 p.m. I'm here in studio with our live guest today is Paul Bukaskas. How do you say Hey, fantastic. You did a great job there. Thanks for coming down. You came from L.A., or where did you have to come from today? I did come from uh, Huntington Beach, actually, which is just uh, up the road a little bit. Orange County, do you uh, hear us in the 88.9 FM over there, or is uh, that a little too uh, far? I think it might be a little bit too far. That's what I hear. And um, everyone, let's hear where you... Hey, but you know what I'll tell you is that you've got an Apple uh, iPod application KUCI app and that works fantastic no matter where you are that's true streaming live on the web we have iTunes college radio um, under KUCI if you have an iTunes but also you said we have an app so we have an Apple app we have an app for that that's very nice hey you know in this digital world that we live in it doesn't matter where you are you can hear KUCI anywhere streaming 24 7 and everyone let's let you know that you are a software engineer at Boeing and Pepperdine grad for MBA is that correct hey you got it right yeah I just graduated actually congratulations in August uh, from Pepperdine how do you um I like to start off with asking you how you got to where you are now so through your life what inspired you to be in the business field or in the software field and you know your whole growing up and then where'd you go for undergrad and all that stuff oh well <laughs> you know that's a lot that could be a long uh, long conversation how much time do we got we got, uh, we got till five we got till so five. just a little intro so <laughs> the undergrads at uci can know how to get to where you're at in their professional career and what to do after school when they're they've got their bachelors you know where they want to be like you let let's see here well you know when you're in college you often don't know what you want to do I don't know if you were ever in that boat, but I was at the University of Illinois at Chicago and getting a liberal arts degree, which was a lot of fun, learned a lot of stuff, um, even went for two years to the University of Vienna and uh, studied there. A lot of, lot of good times, but I came back from that experience and didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went back to school and got a degree in computer science uh, because that's where the money was. <laughs> And uh, got a got a job in California and just sort of uh, continued working for um, uh, years and years as a computer programmer and wound up at Boeing. Oh, congratulations. How do you like that? My father actually works there as well, but he's a mechanical engineer designing wings in Long Beach. Yeah, fantastic company. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better company to work for. Uh, and as a computer programmer, you know, you're always learning and always... Um, experimenting and uh, keeping your eyes open and learning new things but I wanted more too and I actually went to Pepperdine University and got my MBA there and Boeing paid for it congratulations yeah, yeah it was a, a great experience 
and very thankful too that uh, I didn't have to pay for all of it myself. So. So you're very tech tech savvy. I am tech savvy. I love digital anything, uh, anything to do with digital, especially digital uh, books and um, digital devices like the iPad. Uh, used for reading. And in fact, of course, you know, this is a interesting week because Steve Jobs passed away this week. Oh, yes. Rest in peace. Exactly. And uh, that's one person that probably changed the way we'll always from now on look at digital books and digital newspapers. And some people have said that the iPad, uh, and we don't want to include just the iPad, but I think the Kindle as well, which is a spinoff of that and some of the other tablet PCs, are going to forever change the way we consume, electro- consume electrical me- electronic media like the New York Times or the L.A. Times or Time Magazine or any of those magazines, in the future, we're just going to be getting all of our content. PDFs. PDFs, exactly. In fact, I copied um, my slides, my PowerPoint slides, and my PDFs for my classes right to my iPad and brought them to class every day because I didn't want to carry around a big backpack full of books. My class is completely on the Internet. And that's right. Yeah, that's right. Your class, so it's a digital, another way of delivering digital content where you don't have to actually have a book and you don't have to sit in front of a, a, a live professor. Yeah, they share their desktops and they share their um, slide presentations live in real life time. We have a software we use called Blackboard. Previously, it was called Illuminate. And it's like a live chat room. Everyone has microphone headsets connected so they can raise their hand and talk. We all hear each other, but we're all over the nation. You could be anywhere in the country, actually, yes. or even in different time zones, right? Yes. And because you can record those sessions... You can then play them back later. Yeah, so it's great if you don't pay attention and you're like, what was he saying? You just go listen to it later. It's all available. Well, you know, we all zone out a little bit, right? You can't be sitting in class for hours at a time and be concentrating 100% of the time. But you can play it back if you recorded it. And I record my um, lectures on my iPad. Oh, good. And some of the technology on the iPad lets you actually, uh, with a stylus pen, hit the place in your notes where the professor was speaking and it will automatically cue you up to the audio portion that wow. corresponded with that. I mean, these are just sort of a sort of amazing, amazing uh, leaps and strides that are being done in, in technology and, and, and digital what, technology. What kind of software do you work on? I work on more boring kind of stuff, uh-huh. uh, the, the sort of stuff that keeps a big company going, things like uh, accounts receivable and accounts payable and accounting oh, okay. and purchase orders, those kind of things, which isn't very exciting. But every company, every business needs to be able to uh, write it, cut a check, and and su- order supplies, right? So. And a lot of companies have libraries as well. My dad is telling me, oh, Boeing has a library somewhere in the nation that is available to all the companies, but online. We do. We have a library in Cyprus, and uh, it's still a physical building. There are a lot of resources that are available electronically, like the Harvard Business Review that people can download and look at you know, from the, the, the comfort of their office. Um, but I think the library at our company, anyway, is somewhat underutilized. But it's also very specialized. It's a very technical-oriented library. Similar with all libraries everywhere, I think they're all very underutilized. People don't realize the resources available to them for free through their public libraries or their university library or their if they're at a museum, library, archive, everywhere. Lots of information available to you, the community. And we're, you know, we're really fortunate in California, in Southern California, that we have so many great uh, public universities that have these uh, tremendous libraries. 
And some of those libraries are even open to the public. And then we have the Huntington Beach Library, for instance. I'll just point that out as a great public library that anybody can use. And, you know, just this week they allowed um, people to start downloading the content to their iPads or to their Kindles. So you walk into a library and you want to read a book and instead of checking it out, bingo, you just download it to your Kindle or your iPad. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, we were just talking about that and all the copyright restrictions, which maybe doesn't um, affect the patron, but it affects the librarians and the libraries staying in business, which is the business for the community. They don't want to be sued by the people publishing the books and the audio books, all that. So it's difficult with the copyright lawyers out there and everyone. <laughs> it's so it's always a fine line. Well, you know the the way the copyright law works is that the material that you've written is copyrighted for 70 years after the life of the author. So that is a long time. <laughs> so if someone lives to be 80 years old, it's going to be another 70 years before that goes out into the public domain. But there are tens and tens of thousands of books in the public domain, like the Gutenberg Project. Uh, the person who started that just passed away just a few days ago. But wow. uh, the Gutenberg Project, you can go there and you can read books like Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, uh, and download those books for free. And if you own, for instance, an iPad, you can go to the bookstore and there's a link there to download those books to your bookshelf for free. So you kind of wonder, why would you ever buy a book again? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, myself as a student for almost the last 11 years at the universities um, all over, I just realized, you know, you can just get the, the books you need from libraries. Any library that's next to you, they even have interlibrary loans. So if it's not next to you, they'll deliver it anywhere in in the state really to you as you know taxpayer it's available right and so if you have a textbook um can you get those books all the books that you want from the library mostly that, that's one of the problems though and that's one of the things that interested me in digital content was my daughter had a school project and she was a little girl right? mm -hmm. we go down to the library and all the copies of that book are checked out yeah <laughs> so how do we deal with that in a new digital age there, yeah, if it's available electronically, um, a lot of places let you scan too, but then that's also, we have copyright signs like, oh, we have one copy and you can scan, but don't for copyright restriction rules. Now, there is a provision in the copyright law that allows you to um, scan a small portion of a book uh, and circumvent that copyright. For educational purposes, you can take part of a work and you can use it in class. But... Right. You're right. You can't scan a whole book. First of mm -hmm. all, you don't want to scan the whole book. And second of all, it takes too much time and it, the quality isn't as good, right? So you'd want to get a, either a digital copy of the book or just purchase it or lent, buy it or, you know, lend it from your library. Yeah, one of my classes right now is um, called Digital Libraries and we are um, taking three libraries that are online digitally and comparing and contrasting them. So I picked the USC Digital Library and I picked the media history library and then um, this H Hawaiian library and so they all have digital audio clips and PDFs and movie clips and everything online fully you don't have to leave your computer you have the internet you have library information at your fingertips that is fantastic so tell me about those do they allow you to download the content to your computer do they allow you to check it out for a certain amount of time do they um, do they allow you as a person living in another state to be a member of that library mostly yes PDFs available for the download all right and uh, do they do they have current copies of books 
you know, like today's bestsellers, like the next uh, Stephen King novel? Mm, not so much. I guess they are more specialized. And there, some of them are all under the public act, uh, domain. Like they have um, newspapers they scanned for the media library, history library. Mm-hmm. And so those are all available. Very good detail. And they just released an announcement um, that also music libraries, printed music mm-hmm. from throughout history in um, England is now available on this one website. Anyone, anywhere can access. And they're scanned really great PDFs of you know, music you can read, right? And play. Uh, print, uh, print music, right? Yes. Like piano music or, or um, orchestra music. Yes. You're saying, and right? they're really old, like some of the oldest ones. And it's just, I just did it from my computer at home. You can just download the PDF and so much information. But would you be able to get the latest Lady Gaga song? That's no, that's why, yeah, because of copyright, they're all these kind of older ones. Right, so those have to be in the public domain again, so it's probably, I don't know what it is for music, maybe it's the same as printed material, but it's 70 years after the life of the author. So, you know, we're sort of on that, in that gray, gray area, right? We have technology to make it all available, but we have these laws, and some of them are a bit archaic, that prevent us from making that available to everybody, right? So how do you how do you find the balance? Well, maybe the balance is you put some sort of protection around it so that you can't, you know, print it or you can't send it off to another person or can't burn it to a, CV, a DVD, but you can enjoy it, you know, just as if you bought it or, or uh, went to a library and took it off the shelf and wanted to read it or use it for a while. And I enjoy... Um what the service we're using currently, which is the radio broadcast, the air signal, we're at 88.9 FM. They have, um, you know, throughout my life, I've just listened to radio. And when we had audio cassette tapes, I could record on my home audio cassette recorder anything I heard broadcasted on mainstream commercial radio. And that, that they can't stop me, you know, now I have the song <laughs> on my um, audio cassette. And you can make mixtapes and all that. So it's tricky. <laughs> there might even be, there might even be some laws that uh, some gray areas there, Ziba, about whether or not that's legal to record off the air and then enjoy the music. But I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to say it is or isn't. But you know, we have the same sort of challenge with digital media in that it's all out there, uh, and you can go to Google Books, for instance, which is a fantastic service, by the way. They've scanned in these millions of books at Google, where you can um, do searches inside of a book that you maybe you know wouldn't be able to find otherwise some of these books have been like lost for years and they've scanned them in and maybe a few copies left and they've digitally preserved them in google books have you looked at that or talked about that oh yes we saw the room where they scan the books they have a room at uh, in ucla and a room in um the university of illinois urbana champaign where they're actually um hired by the google company to scan books from their collection into the Google Books project. That is a fantastic project, and that's something that, as a um, as a technical person, that was one of the things that interested me, because Google was doing something which I thought had tremendous value to change the world. You know, make all these books available to people so you could be on your computer and you could read um, a manuscript from somewhere that you know you would never be able to gain access maybe to that library because maybe it was a private collection, but there it was, you know, and you could find it. And all the current ones are usually they give ex- ep- excerpts available for free, like a first chapter or so. So even the newest things that you can only purchase 
You know, I um, I probably didn't tell you, but I actually wrote two books. Oh, I saw that on your LinkedIn. Yeah, so I wrote two books, uh, computer programming books. And, you know, it was a while ago. But um, a few years ago, I got an, a letter in the mail from Google. It's like, wow, I got a letter from Google. They know who I am. <laughs> yeah. And I opened it up, and they had asked if they had if I would grant them permission to scan my book and add it to their collection. Of course, I was thrilled by that. Wow. Uh, that idea. Uh, that there were actually copies still left. But that... <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but, but, but I just think it's so worthwhile that they're doing that, that they're actually scanning and collecting all these books. What are your books called? Uh, they are Professional Power Builder Programming and then uh, More Professional Power Builder Programming. So, you know, they, they weren't the most exciting books to read, but... Uh, it was something that I was drawn to do, you know, because I do love books. I love, oh, good. yeah, I love books and I love to write and I love to read and um, and and the fact that everything now is becoming so available for mm-hmm. us is just so exciting. And I heard you love radio too. The way um, you came to the show is through your your classmate in the MBA program, That's Darlene, right. who was also a former UCI alum as well as a case former KCI DJ. Really? She said in 2004 she was on the air here. Okay, I didn't know that about her. She, I know she's so musically talented, though. I told her you should come on a Sunday alumni slot. We have them every Sunday. The old former KCI DJs come and do an hour or two on the air. I think it's Sundays at noon. Well, if she's listening, I'm sure she'll be uh, more than excited to do that. And um, I hear you're interested in radio and having possibly... Your career or a hobby or I would love to do that. You know, uh, one of the things that Steve Jobs said in his Stanford address is to um, always be hungry and always be foolish, and to follow your heart. And you know that there are just things that resonate with you. And radio was always one of those things that resonated for me. Uh, but as we were talking before, it's a very difficult uh, career. And uh, the paychecks aren't as steady, maybe, as we'd like. So No, I love community radio. This station is non-commercial, non-mainstream, and it's open to the community. Anyone can be a DJ here. You just take the training class, which is once a week for about seven weeks. It's like an hour a week. And then you just take um, the time to volunteer, put in 15 hours a week, a uh, quarter. So every 10 weeks, you owe 15 hours of volunteer work around the station to help the station run. And... Um, apply for a show every quarter you apply for music show talk show you know the more diverse your topic the more (laughs) likely you'll have a show and we're 24 7 streaming um even at 4 a.m 3 a.m you'll find a live dj on the air that is a fantastic that is real public service right there it's excellent yeah that is and i will take a look at that it's very very fulfilling weekly i've done it since 2000 and some over 11 years 11 years Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of staying power. Oh, it's very fun. It's like a hobby, but then you really will develop your career side through radio as well. So I've my career has been more into film and music because of radio. Right, right. Have you, um, I wanted to mention to you, and I think you, we uh, might have touched on this, about the uh, proliferation of digital uh, content and laptops. Um, just this week, I read that in in, in India, they're making. Um, oh yes. Yeah, they're making these tablet PCs available to India and to students, thirty five dollars. Wow. For um, a uh, almost like an iPad, mm-hmm. about the size of an iPad, uh, for thirty five dollars. That's half the price that I paid for just the case that I have on my iPad right wow. here. You can't see the case right, <laughs> but there's a little keyboard attached to it, and um, thirty five bucks is made by a company out of England. 
and they're making it available uh, to uh, children in India to use. That's excellent. And, you know, that just says, look, you're going to be giving to these children in India uh, all the libraries of the world in your hand, you know, through the, through the magic that uh, is available through this technology. Yeah, I really enjoy the technology that's becoming available more and more to the whole world. It's really developing fast. You know, isn't that amazing? You could be in the farthest part of Africa, and you could be reading uh, a Tom Sawyer, you know, on your uh, little laptop or your little tablet PC, right? Or books from around the world, or translating, and not even that, just translating from one language to another. And more so in other countries, because here we work 40 hours a week and overtime, and where is the time in the day to read for fun? That's what I find difficult. Well, you've got to make that time, because there is nothing better than opening up a book and going to a different world, a different time, uh, and just being swept away uh, by your imagination. That's excellent. My friend recommended a half hour every night before you go to sleep. That'll help you. <sighs> you know, if, if it's a good book, it might be three in the morning by the time you put it down. You know? Oh, yes. We love libraries. And I want to thank Paul for coming down. Our show's over. It goes by really fast, 20 minutes of talk, <laughs> talk on the air. But it's always fun to have um, a guest such as yourself. And you are, again, a software engineer at Boeing and a recent grad from Pepperdine MBA Business School. Thank you for coming down. I'm excited to have you talk, share your technology experience with us. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you, Ziva. And do you have a website people can go to or an email or anything if they want to follow up with you? Just uh, search for me on, on Facebook, uh, Paul Bukowskis. I'll be there. Okay, and that's B-U-K-A-U-S-K-A-S. That's right. So thank you so much for your time, and have a good weekend. All right, you too. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to KCI, and stay tuned for the brand new show following our digital future. You are going to hear an hour of the chat room. From 5 to 6, you're going to hear Finding a Potential Mate with Heather Nicole and Lady Q. More public affairs programming on the way. KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Now let's end the show with what we started it, some braid, or hey Mercedes rather, but same singer, Bob Nana. Here you go. Thanks for listening.